Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek. Hey, this is Matt Lesher. This is Phil Lamar. Hey, this is Rodney Taylor, a.k.a. The Penguin Gotham, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Welcome, 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 everyone, to an all-new episode of, wait, this isn't technically Geek Vibes Live. This is our 2018 end-of-the-year wrap-up show uh, that we are calling um, for our, obviously, wrap-up for the year of 2018. But it is Geek Vibes Live. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, we have a great show for you guys. We will be debating uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly of 2018. Best movies, best shows, all of it. So without further ado, let me announce our panelists. Let's start off with the silent assassin himself, Kanan. What's going on, Kanan? All Nothing. All right, we heard the cricket strip before Kanan came in there. All right. Uh, Uh, My uh, mind is fried because I walked into y'all talking about basketball for like 15 minutes, so I'm trying to get into movie mode. All right, get into movie mode, man. Um, Movie mode. Uh, Mr. Modest himself, Joel. What's going on, Joel? What's up, fellas? Let's uh, let's wrap up this year on a high note, right? Absolutely. Only way to wrap up the year is on a high note, and we are going to go to Mr. Energetic himself. Nick, what's going on, buddy? What up? Uh, Yeah, I I do think it was funny. Kanan definitely lived up to his moniker, the silent assassin. Like, I don't think he said one word during uh, the pre-show because, yeah, we were all three of us were just talking NBA basketball. So Kanan's like, all right, motherfuckers, I guess I'll just sit here and – be the silent assassin. <laughs> exactly. And then he throws me off when he's quiet, and then I'm like, all right, let me move on to Joel, and then he's like, nothing. I'm like, oh, man, he ruined the whole silent assassin. Um, <laughs> he's also joined by a very special guest from Top Ten, the moderator herself, Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah. Super good. Tia, that's what that's what she is when it comes to writing articles. She's the Terminator. I I, I don't even have time. I don't even have time to finish. Hey Tia, can you grab this? And it's uh, she's done. I'm like, okay, so yeah. All right. It looks like like we're gonna have to give you the nickname, the Tianator. All right, we're. Hey, I'm working, I'm working uh, on it. That's terrible, Juwan. Shut up. No, hey, that that wasn't that bad off the off the cusp, like off the top of his head. Like, come on. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> Could have been worse. Um, it was I mean, pretty it's bad. Not as bad as, it's not as bad as JoJo Baggins, but anyway, let's move on. No, nothing <laughs> is better than that. Oh, JoJo. Yeah, who is JoJo? Who is JoJo Baggins? Joel, are you JoJo Baggins? Yeah, it's Joel. That's, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, Juwan is, is Juju Kachu. Yeah, I, I like Juju Kachu. That's a good one. Hey, we got a new okay, year of okay. parts. I'm bringing it back, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, let's do it. 
let, let's move on. Let's start. Let's start, guys. Let's start with, um, let me see. Let's start with number one on our list, favorite movie. Um, we oh, all we're getting right to the meat of it, huh? We're getting right we're to, getting to the, the dessert let's first. Not even, right to the let's dessert. Not even, let's not even waste yeah. time. Let's go ahead and eat the ice mm. cream and cake. All right. We're, we all compiled a list of three um, for our favorite movies of the year. I'm going to go around. Everyone's going to say their three and give a little spiel on why they picked those three. I'm going to go to you first, Kane, and give us your three favorite movies of the year. Okay, I got three movies, and I'm also going to name two runner-ups because I'm a rebel, and I don't give a shit what you say, Juwan. (laughs) (laughs) Run-up is fine. Yeah. um, Okay, I'm going to start with my runner-ups. My runner-ups for favorite movie of the year – are Infinity War and Game Night. Uh, I won't go into too much detail about why they're runner-ups. I'll just get into my top three favorites. Number one uh, is Halloween. And the reason why I put Halloween number one is because just growing up as a kid, uh, horror movies were really some of the things I got into before anything, which was pretty crazy. But Halloween has always been uh, one of my favorite franchises. And... I I mean, I've watched every single Halloween movie. Uh, Some are great, some are terrible, um, but I still watch them because I'm a fan of Michael Myers. Uh, So when I heard that they were finally making this movie, I was thrilled beyond belief. And this movie, uh, I really psyched myself up for, and normally I go into a movie and, you know, most of the time when you psych yourself up for movies that you really, really want to see, you know, you can come out either really liking it or hating it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, disappointed. Or you just come out like, eh, it was good, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't think it was as great as all the hype I was giving myself for. This movie lived lived up to the hype for me. Um, great score. Um, the cast was great. It was just, it, it felt like um, a continuation of, of the first movie. I mean, it picked up uh, pretty much um, years later, but, I mean, it still had that same tone. Uh, so it just brought a lot of nostalgia back. So that's it's definitely on my uh, number one list. Uh, number two, again, nostalgia factor um, played into this. Um, being a huge fan of uh, '80s type movies was ready. Uh, so I chose Ready Player One. Uh, I actually yeah, got to see great. a screening of that. I got to see it actually. Um, Warner Brothers. Um, we got a screening for that. Went and saw it. And watch it again the other night, and it's just – it's a great movie. I mean, um, if you've read the book, it's, it's different than the book, but the movie really um, just lives up to that, you know, kind of nostalgia factor as far as, like, the 80s and even some 90s-type uh, characters in there. Um, and it's a broad range of characters from everything. So you have people in from the movies, you have people from television shows, you have people from video games. I mean, it kind of gets it all in there. And then the third uh, favorite movie uh, still isn't comic book movies. Uh, It's Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, Tom Cruise is a man, uh, you know, that just doesn't age. He continues to push the level every single movie that he makes. Um, I thought this movie was uh, the best one so far, and that's saying a lot because I really love Rogue Nation. Um, Henry Cavill was great. It showed that he had range as an actor. Um, and, of course, I mean, I saw that range in Man from Uncle, uh, but it just it, it hit on all cylinders. Um, uh, definitely looking forward to the next one. So 
Uh, yeah, that's my top three for 2018 as far as movies go. Halloween, Ready Player One, and Mission Impossible Fallout. By the way, Tom Cruise right. does age. They just CGI out the wrinkles. That's in his all his contract. I agree with that. Right. I think they do. Yeah. Well, I but they do does a good it. job. <laughs> they do. They do. He, he's like Paul Rudd, only not, you know, in real life, <laughs> just on screen. Paul <laughs> Rudd is the man, you know. Talk about not yeah, aging. I was looking at it as uh, Scientology at its finest, but yeah, CGI is good. Uh, oh, Scientology. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, I'm going to go to you second. Give us your brief uh, response on, on Kanan's top three and then go right into your uh, your top three movies of the year. Well, I, you know, I can't really add to Kanan's. <gasps> I have only seen one of those movies. Um, so I have not, I've yet to see Halloween and I have yet to see uh, the new Mission Impossible movies, both of which are uh, on my list of things I really do want to see. Um, I did see Ready Player One. It was pretty good. Like, it, I mean, I wouldn't put it in my top, top list, but, uh, it, it, I mean, it didn't make my most disappointing movie of the year or worst movie of the year. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. Um, I, I would definitely recommend it, but I remember the, the, like the first show we did, after Kanan saw that movie, and I just remember him gushing about it, and I had kind of forgotten that, um, but like now that you know he's he's given us this this list of movies, it makes sense that he's got that on there because I remember like right after he saw it, he was like, guys, you've got to go see this movie. So um, so yeah, uh, makes sense that that would that would make his list. Little surprised that no comic book movies made the top three and only one in the top five though. Um, but with that being said, my uh, my list. I got to go, I'm sure it's going to be on a lot of people's list, but I got to go in Avengers Infinity War. Um, man, just the way that they were able to tie all of these, like, various ongoing narratives together and intertwine them in a movie that wasn't a complete mess, um, that worked flawlessly as far as pacing, as far as um, character arcs, as far as you know, various um, various uh, plot points and, and characters being uh, you know in completely different on completely different planets or different parts of the world, etc. Um, it, it just does so well on so many levels. The acting is amazing, the story is amazing, the directing is amazing, and just the monumental task that the Russo brothers were able to achieve with that movie. Um, and you know, like. Um, I mean, I, I think there's probably some of us that saw the ending coming, um, but the fact that, like, it, it, it's one thing to, to, like, know that it happens in the comics and to think that you're going to see it. It's another thing to actually see it, um, like, in theaters when it happens and, and watch as Tony, you know, holds Peter Parker in his hand as he, hands as he's turned to dust, dude. Like, oh, my God, like, it just gets you so much. Um, or just like the scene where, uh, like right before that, where Tony gets stabbed and you're like, Oh my God, no, like you can't take Tony from me. Stop it. Like, Oh, it just had so many moments like that throughout the movie. Um, when Cap makes his like grand appearance, uh, just, I mean, I can keep going on and on, but I don't want to take too much time on one movie. Um, but yeah, definitely, uh, infinity war has to be on there. Um, another one, uh, I'm also, uh, got, uh, like, um, horror-esque movie in my in my list, sci-fi horror, if you will, 
Um, I'm going a quiet place. Um, finally saw that. Uh, did not get a chance to see it in theaters. Um, was was kind of like, do I really want to go watch a movie in theaters where there's going to be like people like crunching on popcorn and all that kind of stuff that's like so quiet? So I I just waited, um, and 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 got it on um, on demand. Um, but wow, yeah, it, it lived up to the hype that was built for it. Just like a very, very well-crafted movie. And that's, um, you know, like a, a little, at least a little beyond expectation for a first-time director. Um, Krasinski delivers like so well. Um, the, the, the movie is just written beautifully. Um, it, the the way that it's shot is probably, uh, because there's nothing like super sophisticated about it, but it's very, um, everything is how it needs to be. Um, and, and for, you know, somebody who's shooting their first movie, um, that's what you should strive for, at least in my opinion. Um, you know, unless you're, you know, like a Darren Aronofsky or, you know, some, somebody like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything was great. Acting was terrific. Um, the reveals throughout the movie were well-placed. Um, so, the, you know, it, it left you asking questions along the way and then getting certain reveals at certain times throughout the movie. Um, and which makes for like good replay value too. Cause when you rewatch it, when you already know what's going to happen, um, you can see, uh, there's a lot of little things for you to, um, to, that you'll know going into, you know, your second and third viewing that you can pick out and kind of watch the movie in a different fashion. I love it when movies are able to like really pull that off. So definitely a quiet place. Um, is on my list. And then my final um, nod to the list is an animated feature that I just recently saw, and that is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, of course, I wrote an article about, uh, you know, just reviewing the movie. Um, I loved it. It was amazing. Every, like, everything about it is is just so terrific to me. Um, the animation just, it just blows me away. Um, you know, what they were able to achieve, especially at the end of that movie. Um, but even just like, you know, like I can get turned off by, you know, certain styles of animation um, and, and, you know, to the same effect, um, younger audiences can get turned off to certain styles of animation that I might really, really like um, stuff that more harkens back to, um, you know, those, those late eighties, early nineties cartoons, um, but, uh, they had a good blend of that. They didn't, it wasn't too much like, you know, um, the, the CGI-ness stuff. Like it was still like real animation and it was like, it was awesome. It was beautifully done. Um, the ensemble cast was amazing. Uh, yeah, I just, I loved every minute of it. I think it's probably, um, it's still behind homecoming as far as my favorite Spider-Man movie. Um, but it's my second favorite Spider-Man movie, and and as I rewatch it, it might even uh, eclipse Homecoming. It's that good. That's it. All right, yeah. All right. I didn't I didn't want to break it. I didn't know if like you were breaking up or you were done. All right. Um, no, I mean I I I completely love that list. The Quiet Place to me um, was Krasinski saying like I'm here um, and I'm ready to do more than just act. Like uh, I, yeah. I love that he's now eclipsed just being Jim from the office. Um, so you always like to see very There's nothing wrong with people. that, though. 
No, 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 absolutely not. But you hear a lot from actors and actresses say they don't want to be tied to just one thing forever. Right, um, like he's know. he's a director, um, he's an action star on Jack Ryan, and he's one yeah. of the best memes out there. Like exactly. the one with with Jim like staring through the blinds, like and yeah. like how many different memes have been made out of that? By the way, like my favorite is. Uh, when you when you drop your acoustic guitar pick, uh, or when you drop your pick and your acoustic guitar, and then it's Krasinski looking through the blinds, it's like, yeah, that's. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, the, the the guy made facial expression cool, so yeah, he'll always be known as uh, as Jim Halpert. Um, but all right, uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on Nick's uh, top three, and go into your list. I like both top three so far that I've heard. Um, uh, especially Quiet Place is a good one. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm kind of still upset that I haven't had a chance to watch Ooh. it. I really want to. Yeah, I'm going to. I really want to watch it. I've heard only good things, and it's on my list, and I never got a chance to watch it in theaters like I wanted to. And it's just, it just I did a lot of movies that happened to me. That happened to me a lot this year, unfortunately, and I, I, I missed more movies than I liked to. Um, but that, I like that. That's a good choice, I guess. I, I'll, I have no doubt that it's really good. Um my list is a little different in the fact that I do prefer superhero movies. They're, those are my favorite movies, and they're usually my top movies because those are the movies I look forward to the most. If it's something other than a superhero movie, then that must have really blown my fucking mind. And Ready Player One is one of those movies, but it's not on my top uh, three. But it's definitely one of my favorite movies this year because that movie was fucking phenomenal. But I went with three of the more popular movies that came out this season, uh, this year. Um, I loved. Uh, Marvel's Infinity War. Like the Avengers Infinity War movie was, it lived up to the hype for me. I didn't, I tried to temper my expectations and it, 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 could be, it went beyond it because I did that. And I, I really, it just, it did everything I wanted it to do. It really did. It just, I did not know what to expect going in. I didn't want to really expect anything. I just wanted to excel in my favor because it just, it just, it blew me away in certain aspects because I just really enjoyed the, the time at the movies. I think I went twice to that see that movie and, and and I'm even more excited now to see Avengers 4 because of it. Uh, Endgame should be phenomenal. And I just, I just because Infinity War definitely set the table, and I'm really excited for that. Um, I went also with Black Panther. That was, like, probably think my most anticipated movie of the year was Black Panther. Because I just – I've always known Black Panther. I just never knew how – there's certain things I just didn't know how they would portray it in live action. And Black Panther was a good example because he's always been this or that, but I just never could imagine everything in my head. Because if you look at the comics, you just look like a dude in a suit. You know, they say a lot of things, but you want to visualize it. And I think uh, Ryan Coogan did an amazing job visualizing the world of Wakanda and, and Black Panther and making you fall in love with other characters in his world that I, I've read, I knew very little of. Um, and, like, bringing another villain that you thought was fucking great in Killmonger, that, that just, they elevated in the superhero level there. Um, I just thought they did a tremendous job with Black Panther. And even the soundtrack was great. Have to give it credit there. Um, and then, of course, my the most recent superhero movie that I got to see, which um, was Aquaman. And I fucking didn't know how to feel coming out of Aquaman in terms of, like, how much I liked it. I knew I liked it. I just didn't know how much I liked it. And... Um, the more I think about it, the more I like it. And I want to go back and watch it again. Uh, so I know for sure that this is literally a top movie for me. But I really, really enjoyed that movie. It has some moments. It's not a perfect movie by any means. But 
it hit a lot of the marks I need in a movie. And, and Aquaman had so many just what the fuck moments, but in a good way for me that I, I just, it just I had to put it on the list. But then of course there's um, my runner up, which was of course, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, I loved into the Spider-Verse. That was really like phenomenal, but it's, so it's rare for me to put movies in my top, like my top 10, or, I mean, not my top, my top 10, my top five, but in the Spider-Verse was an amazing movie. It is the year of Spider-Man. And that definitely like topped it all. That was like the cherry on top to say and the drop the mic moment for me. Uh, those are my top movies. Um, I, I missed a couple movies this year that I, I didn't get a chance to watch. And I like Bumblebee. I haven't seen. I haven't seen Bumblebee yet. I want to watch that. Um, there's just so many, and those those just they just they they knitted for me. Those three were my top. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like that. That's one of the the sucky things about uh, movies coming out. Uh, you know, this rapidly around the end of the year. It's like, all right. Well. I don't think I'm going to hit all of these before the end of the year. Um, I think last year the only big, huge, geek-wise uh, movie was just Star Wars. So it was easy. It was just like, all right, cool, I saw Star Wars. Now there's nothing until, like, March of the following year. Um, yeah. Now it's like cool. you had three within the same – three, four within the same month. So it's like, oh, yeah. man, I might not yeah. even see all It's too ones. much. That's way <laughs> too, much too much to do in one month. It is. We got to yeah, spread it I mean, out. It's crazy. <laughs> It's a good problem to have, but a problem nonetheless. Um, right. <laughs> all right. Um, Pia, I'm going to go to you. What are your thoughts on Joel's three? And give us your top three movies of the year. Um, I loved Joel's top three just because one of them is also on my list. Because okay. as <laughs> 2018 was the year for superhero movies, I, before doing this, podcast, I was trying to sit here and rack my brain of what came out, and all I could think of was all of the superhero movies that came out, so I really liked Joelle's list, and kind of to uh, jump off from there, my number one is Avengers Infinity War. I, The funniest thing to me is I had a friend who was able to see that movie before it released into theaters, and me being like the spoiler person that I am, I walked up to her and I was like, okay, give it to me straight. Who died? And she was like, who didn't die? And so I oh. walked into the, <laughs> I walked into that movie knowing that like a shit ton of people were going to die and it still took me by surprise. It was just an amazing movie. This is what we've been waiting for for so many years, seeing the accumulation of everything, seeing the Avengers go against Thanos, seeing them work together with the Guardians of the Galaxy, everything. And I, not being the big, I'm not the biggest comic book reader, so I had no idea what was going to happen. Seeing everyone suddenly starting to disappear, holy shit. And to see that in the movies and seeing everyone's reaction as we were all just, like, stunned was the best movie experience that I've ever had. It was amazing. So that has to be my number one. My number two is Deadpool 2. I had so much fun. Oh, Deadpool 2. I love that movie, yeah. <laughs> I had so much fun in the movies going to see that. Um, I love that they expanded it, not that. You know, I don't love Wade Wilson and Negasonic Teenage Warhead and Colossus, but I loved having the addition of Domino and Cable and uh, the the five seconds that we had the other members of the X-Force was fucking hilarious. I'm sorry. Can I curse on this? My bad. Um, cool. But <laughs> Go nuts. it was 
Yeah, you're free to curse. Go ahead. Cool. Deadpool 2 was just amazing. I loved it. It, The storyline, the action, I felt like, you know, we didn't have to, as much as I loved Deadpool 1, we didn't have to sit there and watch a whole origin story of how he got his powers, how he came to be. We just were in it. I loved Deadpool 2. I haven't gotten a chance to go see Once Upon Deadpool yet, um, but (laughs) I love Deadpool 2, so that's going to be my number two. And my number three is not a comic book movie, and I'm sure that it's probably not on anyone's list just because I didn't even see any sort of promo for this. But I really like the movie Den of Thieves, which yeah. had uh, wow. published. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was surprising for me. You know, I'm one of those people, and everyone kind of jokes about the flavor of the week. You know, who I like as an actor, I go and I watch the movies. and. Pablo Shriver was in it, and, um, you know, I had to watch it, but so was, like, 50 Cent, and then Ice Cube's uh, son was in it, and then I can't remember his fucking name, the guy from, like, Gladiator. Holy shit. Uh, It's Gerard Butler. Yeah, there you go. Gerard Butler, my bad. But it was really good because I liked the whole – it was nonstop action. As soon as you watch the movie, in the beginning, it just keeps going. It's – the whole, yes, you have all these guys who are the thieves and the bank robbers, but they're kind of more on a moral standard than the actual cops because they're all dirty. They're all hiring hookers, doing drugs. They're not like the shiny guys in this situation. Um, So I, I really enjoyed it just because it kind of took me by surprise how much I enjoyed it. I just thought I was going to sit there and just enjoy the fan service of Pablo Shriver being in there, and that's just me being, like, completely honest about it. But I really like Tennessee. So that's going to be, I think, just because of how surprising it was, uh, my number three for 2018. Yeah, I actually had a lot of fun uh, with Tennessee. I actually saw it maybe about a week and a half ago. Um, it, it's, one movies, it's one of those movies that you kind of have to – like, all right, so, for example, I remember I told Joel I had absolutely no interest in seeing the last Triple X. Like, it looked like pure garbage, and Joel kept saying, like, it's just fun. Like, walk into it to just have fun. Don't walk into it thinking it's an Oscar-nominated movie or Iron Man is going to pop out. Just go have fun. Go have fun. Turn your brain so off for I, a second. Right. So, Genesis, let me be – clear is not that it's not triple x just to be clear to the audience <laughs> um, but it's one of those things like the point i'm trying to make is don't go into it thinking it's inside job inside job being the movie with denzel and clive owen and uh i think jody foster it's not that but if you're it's, looking for that's inside else, man let's get it right inside man let's get the name right them, man. i think inside man inside yeah don't just spike lee like that Come you're thinking the um, the Jason Statham movie is Italian job. Come on, Juwan, you're making yourself no, look bad. No, there was bad. another one that he did. Anyway, the bank job. Anyway, the point. The bank job. The point. Yes, bank job. Thank you, Nick. I knew it was something like that. Anyway, one of those. That was also a really good movie. The point that I'm making is it was fun, but it wasn't. It wasn't one of those movies that you leave going, man. Like that was something that was like really just like crazy. It was good. It was a fun time. I had a lot of fun with. it. Um, Den of Thieves has a really good like twist that. at the end too, so I I really enjoyed it. It. The, it. it really caught me off guard. Like when you sit down and watch it, you're not sure what to expect, 
but it has a decent story and it had a really good twist. And uh, uh, I can't uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr. Dude, he 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 was great. O'Shea. Man. Yeah, he yeah, was really man. good. I, I tell you what, um, Genesis was a thousand times better than Jamie Foxx's Sleepless movie or whatever that movie is called. Uh, so <laughs> definitely go see it. Um, <laughs> but all right, let's uh, let's keep going. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go into my list of three. Um, I'm gonna start off with Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther to me, I thought at the time visually was just amazing. What they were able to do with Wakanda, I still to this day think Wakanda visually looks better than Asgard ever has um, in the MCU, <laughs> um, and that's just attention to detail. That's just attention to. What well, definitely uh, does now. Yeah, it definitely does. Now. <laughs> <laughs> A whole lot better. Um, but no, I, I think the reason Black Panther to me was one of my uh, favorite movies of the year is not not only what it did inside the movie, but what it did outside of the movie. Uh, in the sense of its cultural uh, importance. And the idea of it provided people with seeing a superhero that looks like them. Um, I know people say all the time, well, there was Blade and there was Spawn, yes. But what you don't want to show your five- or six-year-old is a murderous vampire killer and a demon. Um, So it was just pretty cool to have a superhero who you kind of don't have to filter until your kid is of age. Um, and just the writing of it, Michael B. Jordan has a standout to me, um, as Killmonger. There was just so much about that movie was great. Um, so that, that I'm putting on my list, uh, at number one. Um, number two, I'm going Aquaman. Uh, that movie, <laughs> when I left it, I think I told Joel, like, right when it was over, everything I thought Black <laughs> Panther did visually, Aquaman just blew right out of the water. Like, everything I thought was so special and unique about um, Wakanda and what uh, Ryan was able to do with the visuals, Aquaman came in and was just like, nope, give me a second, hold my beer. And I was just like, wow. So much of that was just great. And for James Wan to be able to take a movie like that, make it visually stunning, give you the action, give you that wan seal of horror with the creatures, and still give you a really good story, thought that was just freaking amazing. Um, and he just, he, he pulled it off, that suit. I, I, I remember just the feeling I got seeing him coming into that awesome. waterfall on that suit. Yeah. It, it was mind-blowing, man. It was just like, why can't more movies, superhero movies just get the costume right? Like, that was perfect. That was perfect. Um, so, I mean, I even just saw an interview where Juan was like, you know, it's one of those things where you put the, the costume on a mannequin, but it's something entirely different when you're filming and you see the guy that you built it for inside of it. It's just mind-blowing. Um, so I, Aquaman's going to go ahead and go to my number two. By the way, I think, to me, Aquaman, to me, had a better overall cast than Black Panther, and that's not something I think I would have said um, a few months ago. So, like the I think the cast did a better, like, they did a better job overall than the feeling I got from the overall cast of Black Panther. You're um, fucking crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I, thought, I, can I, say. Thought, I thought head to toe it was just better. I thought head to toe it was better. Um, all right, so my last movie I'm going with no. is a bit of a shocker. Um, I'm going with Venom as one of my favorite movies of yeah. the year. I, I walked into this year, you guys as my witness, as that movie being my most anticipated. 
because of the implications of if that movie were to suck ass, <laughs> what that meant for the character Venom and Tom Hardy playing that character going forward. Uh, so, one, to find out that it's just been box office gold uh, since it came out is really good. But I thought it was one of those movies to where it was just, it was, it was fun. Uh, I'm one of the rare people who punish a war zone because it was just so much fun. Um, and I, I left Venom feeling the same way. It was fun. Tom Hardy, I thought, was great as Venom. Uh, there were points of it that I was just like, I, I, I really don't like this. But overall, it was just a really fun movie. And the idea of being able to throw in Riot, being able to throw in She-Venom um, was, was really good. And I never thought I'd, I'd see She-Venom. Like, <laughs> when yeah. they cast I was about her, to say, Joanne liked it just because She-Venom showed up. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that, that was it. That was it. That was the he only won't thing. stop talking about it. It's ridiculous. I'm like, who I'm likes sorry, that character that much? Hey. I will Ooh. say this: if if that doesn't win Best Kiss at the MTV Movie Awards, we should all fucking riot. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, listen, man, I'm with you, especially after all them damn years Twilight won that shit. Like she's in the but anyway, uh, <laughs> I really did uh, love the the acting of that movie. I thought the story at some points was just blast, but that's sometimes what you get from an origin movie. Um, I think the second one would just be just. <laughs> an insane balls to the wall action uh, movie, um, but I did like the the idea of that movie. I thought a lot of it was just done pretty well, and I of course love the end credit scene of Carnage. Uh, I thought the dialogue of it was just really bad. <laughs> like, the way, yeah, the there will be Carnage. I was just <laughs> like, oh man, that was horrible. Like, how do you get? How do you get me to hate Woody Harrelson delivering dialogue? How how are you right. able to do that? Um, they they pulled it off. I think the only other time I hated Woody's uh, dialogue was from Semi Pro, but that was because it was a comedy, and I was just like, "This movie's horrible." Uh, Semi Pro <laughs> is the fucking shit. Semi-Pro yeah, Andre Three Thousand was in that movie, man. Come on, dude. No, it was horrible, but in a good way. It was a comedy, so you don't usually leave comedies going. Man, this is the greatest movie ever. I just mean right. like in the sense of in in the list of great comedies, it wouldn't even probably crack my top twenty. <laughs> oh no, not at all. But yeah, just no. the fact that like they poke fun at like the LA Lakers and any team that is like been in a city and then moves to another city and doesn't have the same name, the Flint, Michigan Tropics, that that right there just made me like the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's right. a great movie. <laughs> right. I will never um, say no, ever. I love that movie. <laughs> but um but yeah, so I mean it's as far as my top three, those make my top three. Obviously, Infinity War is my honorable mention. The only reason I didn't put it in my top three is because Joel was telling me it was blasphemy when he saw my list. Only reason I don't have it in my top three yeah, the fuck did is not make because the only reason it didn't <laughs> no. was because after, like, now that I'm outside of Infinity War, like, leading up to it, of course, and right after it, I think it would have definitely been in it. But I kind of feel like now that it, it's over, it's one of those things that it's just, it's such a juggernaut. It's just like, it's like, of course it's in my top three. So I wanted to kind of expand a little bit. And I really did wow. truly enjoy Venom enough to where I think it, Over. it would yeah. make my top three. And it's me holding holding true to it being my most anticipated <laughs> in January when, when we picked our most anticipated. So I just kind of felt like it deserved a spot on my personal list. Um, just purely off of how much I left enjoying that, that movie. Um, but, all right, before we move on to our next topic, I'm going to kick it to Nick. 
for a word from our sponsor. It's always a tongue twister for me. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no worries. Uh, all right, so guys, winter is officially here. Um, so you know what that means. Time to dig out those bulky winter clothes that don't quite do the trick. Well, we have a better solution from our sponsor, Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery-heated clothing engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat similar to a heated car seat. This clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and undergarments. I absolutely love this product. Uh, I, I hope that you have been listening to me all year as we've been uh, affiliated with Action Heat, since we've been affiliated with Action Heat, and you bought one of these uh, for uh, a family member or maybe all your family members for Christmas. But if you didn't, then you should redeem yourself. Go get one and say, here's your after Christmas present. Here's your New Year's present uh, because – this is definitely going to make any recipient very, very happy uh, to get any one of these items because they all work so magnificently. Action Heat is available in men's and women's attire, offers great new styles, and is very reasonably priced, starting at just $39.99. Plus, if you go to actionheat.com, you can enter our code GEEK at checkout and get 20% off. So go to actionheat.com and enter our promo code GEEK, that's G-E-E-K, at checkout to get 20% off your order. You can't control the weather, but you can control your environment with Action Heat. Back to you, Juwan. Absolutely. Thank you. Once again, thank you, Action Heat. Here's to a great 2019 with Action Heat. Thank you very much. All right, let's move on. Excuse me. Let's go into our least favorite movie of 2018. I'll start it off. I'm going Deadpool 2. Um, I... Oh, I, I hope you pour in a tea after this. Listen, I didn't disrespect. say this was the most disappointing movie. I just said it was my least favorite. I mean, that, that, that's not it was hard it to was... pick a least favorite this year. I'll, I'll give you that. It, 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 it really was. It really was. So it's one of those things where it's like, I'm not saying this movie was Suicide Squad. I'm just saying out of all the movies (laughs) this year, it'd be my least favorite. Um, But obviously better than Suicide Squad. Anyway. I also (laughs) like Suicide Squad. (laughs) 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 I like Suicide Squad, too. I apologize. Um, But anyway, the reason I went with Deadpool 2 was because out of everything superhero-wise that I saw this year, it was one of those, it was, it was the only one that just kind of fell flat for me. But were rushed. I felt as though they were forcing X-Force. Um, like they were trying to throw it in your face that whatever the next, the, the, whatever the next time you see Deadpool, it'll be something with the X-Force. And it was like, okay, I get it. I thought the movie was supposed to be about you, Cable, and the kids. Let's just focus on that. Stop trying to shoehorn in uh, the X-Force, like, we did it. Um, some of the, I thought there should should have been a whole lot more action than it was. Like, to me, the first one was just so original, so fresh. Um, even some of the ideas of the comedy just didn't hit me uh, the way that it did in the first one. Have you watched I mean, it again? It just, say it again, Joel. Have you watched it again since? Yes. Since I've seen it in theaters, yes. Mm-hmm. No, I have not. I have not watched it. I have super duper cut. I want to check it out. 
I've had uh, I've seen it twice. Once in the movies, and then uh, I got it on my uh, uh, on demand. I, I ordered it to, to watch it again. So I've seen it twice. So if you're saying maybe I should see it a few more times, sure. But I've only seen it twice. Um, but yeah, to me it just it it, it fell flat uh, to me. Uh, Josh Brolin. Juggernaut. Josh Brolin. Oh, I love Juggernaut. By the way, love That's Juggernaut. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> I thought Juggernaut was freaking amazing. What's um, the parachute scene? Yeah, that was fucking terrific. I, oh. I think the point <laughs> was Pitt. for the S-Force to not be there. You know, it was like marketing. This, like, here, we're going to market, like, the biggest thing that you should be excited about in this movie, and then we're going to kill them off in two seconds. I thought that was like, the point of it. <laughs> that was funny, yeah. Yes. Um, I, I also, I wasn't that huge of a fan of Josh Brolin as, as Cable. Uh, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the writing for him just wasn't the best for me. Or if his performance just wasn't the best. I, it's one of the two. Um, I, I will say the best thing to come out of that movie, hands down, for me, was um, Domino. Like, I instantly want to see more of Domino. Uh, I thought she just Baby. lit up the screen. I thought she owned every scene she was in, whether it was her comedy or her just being a badass. I, I, I thought she just she hit, she hit the mark. And it was shocking to me because when she was cast, I was just like, this is such a weird casting. Like, all I've seen her in was Atlanta. Um, so I was just like, so many other people could have done this role, but she knocked it out of the park for me. Um, but, yeah, as far as the least favorite movie of the year, I'm going Deadpool 2. So, yeah, I'm going to pass it to you for you to completely obliterate me and then give, me, <laughs> and then give us your least favorite movie of the year. So I Let them have it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't understand really just because I feel like there are so many other movies that you could have picked but I mean if that's your opinion that's your opinion but again as I said compared to like the first one which I love the first one but we didn't have to waste any time on a background story which can be sometimes the most annoying things with these superhero movies we had more of an expansion in the people who were fighting I know it's cool but I like seeing him work alongside Domino. I love, I really like Josh Brolin as Cable. Again, as I said, I love the fact that they killed the X-Force within two seconds. Love that (laughs) shit. Um, To me, I think the only thing that I kind of disliked about the movie was the fact that they killed off his girlfriend. Um, Not that I was fully, uh... not that I was like fully invested in her, but it's like one of those typical tropes, like, okay, let's kill off the girlfriend and the love of his life, that way he can go on an act of revenge. And to me, Deadpool was all about pointing out, Deadpool 2 was all about pointing out the cliches in Hollywood and movies and TV shows and all that shit. So I was like, okay, you just then did a cliche. But yeah, so that's, that's my opinion on it, but I respect yours. Um, to me, my uh, least favorite was Skyscraper. No respect to Oh, God. Yeah. It was such a terrible movie. I watched it, and I I was like, I was like, what the fuck am I watching right now? I mean, you never go into a Dwayne Johnson movie expecting it to be Oscar-worthy, but it was painful. I, there, and again, it's like to sit there and say, that's not realistic. It's like, well, Tia, it's a movie, and I understand that, but there were so many parts of it that were unrealistic. Like, first of all, 
dude, you're not getting in there to save your family. It's never going to happen. And the fact that he actually did manage to do that, that was terrible. It, it was just all around, like, really, they are just, they spent money on making all that CGI for the, like, crappiest movies. It almost gets me, like, physically angry that I'm, like, such a waste of money and resources. You could put that to much better use, Hollywood, instead of making these crappy movies just to put Dwayne Johnson on screen. So, and, and that's such, like, a throwing out there harsh words because I have nothing against Dwayne Johnson. He just makes really shitty fucking movies. So, uh, Scott... Scott <laughs> I've never seen a movie with him. Actually, no, that's a lie. I really liked him in Snitch, but that's another discussion. Besides that, the I rundown, think Christ that's Christ. a good one. Him and Sean William Scott I love, back two thousand three. Yeah, I like that movie. Good. Yeah, that but no, you're you're absolutely right. He is in like seven movies a year, and like six of them suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just didn't like Skyscraper. It wasn't worth my time. And again. Pablo Schreifer was in there for about two minutes, and even he couldn't save the movie for me. So, skyscraper. The real reason now. Yeah, the real reason she saw it. Yeah. I'm okay with being honest about shit like that. No problem. It's opened up my mind. Um, But yeah, skyscraper was terrible. So, least favorite. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from. It's obvious The Rock is playing a numbers game here. He's figuring he's in six movies a year. All six can't be bad. Like, at least one has to be good. So, I mean, I guess he's playing a numbers game. Uh, but, all right. Um, I'm going to go to you, uh, Kanan. Um, what are your thoughts on the which is just such a horrible movie? Can you tell us your least favorite movie of the year? Yeah, I've I've seen Skyscraper, and I, I agree with Tia to some degree. I feel like that movie was made to almost be like a – I think they really wanted to try to make it an homage to Die Hard, but it's a very B-rated type movie. Um, I, I love The Rock. I mean, he's the hardest working guy in Hollywood, but I think he's – I think what he does is – He's almost like the uh, the seasoning. You know, you have a really bland mashed potato piled on your plate, and you want it to taste good, so you add salt and pepper to it. And I think that's what The Rock does to movies. That's why I think when he's added to franchises that are established, he makes them better. Like, I love him in The Fast and Furious, and there's no doubt about it that he is added to the box office appeal, and that's why him and Jason Statham got that spinoff. But as far as, like, right. a leading man... Like, I like Rampage, but I did not like Rampage because of The Rock. I like Rampage because of the the fucking giant monkey and the wolf and the alligator. That's what made that movie good. The Rock is just The Rock. He doesn't really bring any new acting to his movies. But, you know, people go and watch them because they like being entertained. Uh, But like I said, Jumanji was good because it had a great cast. You cannot deny that Kevin Hart and Jack Black and uh, Karen Gillian added to the appeal of that movie. Um, he's he's just he's good when he has a good supporting cast. When he's with, and there wasn't a great supporting cast really in Skyscraper. Uh, the villain was pretty much a nobody. Um, and I know they dug up 
uh, Nev Campbell um, somewhere <laughs> out of her dead acting career, and they brought her back. Uh, but it wasn't <laughs> enough to really save that movie. Uh, but as far as my least favorite movie of 2018, it's a movie that um, I I think I got myself really hyped up for it because it almost felt like a, a version of John Wick, uh, and that was Hotel Artemis. And I went and saw Hotel Artemis, and I walked out of there confused, bewildered, and very disappointed. Um, now, I will say this, though. Uh, Batista was the best thing about that movie. Um, I've never, I've not really been impressed with Batista in the Marvel movies um, outside of the first Guardians because I feel like they've just made him fodder um, in the other ones. Like, that they really haven't given him much to do, but he was great in Hotel Artemis. So if you watch Hotel Artemis, um, definitely uh, watch it for Batista. It's just a very slow movie, and uh, the cast is too good for it to just been wasted. Um, I've, there, there, that movie could have been so much more. Um, Jodie Foster is a great actress, but it just—I don't know—the movie just—it just didn't really live up to the hype uh, that I thought it would. I thought it really would have been kind of a nice um, spinoff, so to speak, of John Wick. It's not any way um, related to John Wick, but I just thought it would have been pretty cool, um, you know, since I love the John Wick movie so much. But yeah, Hotel Artemis is definitely uh, my least favorite movie. I will have to agree with you because so you just said that, Cannon. I forgot that was even the movie that came out this year. I Googled it as you were saying it. So that is really good to know, and uh, learning is so good because I did not know that that was even the movie this year. Anyway, um, I forgot. I I completely forgot, man. Uh, So (laughs) bravo to you, Cannon. Uh, I'm going to pass it to you, Nick. What are your thoughts on the movie I'm pretty sure a lot of us didn't know existed this year? Yeah, I didn't see either one of those other movies. Um, I've got like a pretty, a pretty good beat on like movies that I'm going to like, and I don't. I try not to waste too much time with movies I don't think I'm going to like. Um, so you know, I just kind of skip those. Which again is kind of why it made it hard for me to pick like a least favorite movie of the year. Um, you know, I will say that I tried to stick. I tried to stick to within like our confines of of like geek culture um like it, it, it's obviously like something like mission impossible still kind of fits in that spectrum um but if i was just picking uh anything uh both the movie that i dislike the most and most disappointing which we'll get to uh it has got to be the ballad of buster scruggs so i'll give that as my really? honorable mention i love love the coen brothers uh the big lebowski is my all-time favorite movie um i love fargo I love No Country for Old Men. I love almost everything they do. This movie was depressing as hell, and just like I didn't even I didn't even watch the whole movie. I, it's it's like six vignettes. Um, I watched the, the first three and half of the fourth one, and was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like it's just depressing. Everybody dies, and not in like uh, like a cool way, like Reservoir Dogs. Like no, it was I didn't like it. It, it was it was. Not for me, um, which is very disappointing and uh, was my least favorite. But as far as sticking uh, within the realm of, of, our, of our geek culture, um, I'm going to go with The Predator. Um, now, I didn't hate <gasps> it, um, and I'd already very much tempered my expectations because 
um, I had heard a lot of bad things about it by the time that I had seen it. Um, but I, I understand um, where those complaints were coming from. Um, I didn't really mind the comedic element of the movie. It, it seemed to actually kind of fit mostly within the movie, this like banter, because um, it was it was really the the comedy of the movie was banter. Um, it, like it wasn't even necessarily necessarily like situational. It was just um, the dialogue of these strange characters interacting with one another. Um, but that being said, uh, the movie is very poorly edited. Um, it's got a lot of pacing issues. Uh, also, probably my biggest complaint, I didn't like the mythos chose to um, sort of implement into the movie. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for those of you who haven't seen it, um, but they, they take the the Predator franchise in like a very um, sort of different uh, direction as far as why the Yaucha are... are coming uh are these hunters and are coming to our planet um and it's just off-putting i didn't i didn't really like it it didn't it it didn't work for me i i applaud them on trying to be different um on i applaud shane black for for attempting for for essentially not trying to just make tell a new story but not give you anything new um and and you know trying to his delivery was obviously very different from previous films. Um, so, I mean, I applaud him on that. But I think um, maybe kind of in the same vein as, as how a lot of Star Wars fans didn't like The Last Jedi, um, that's kind of how I felt about The Predator. Um, it was just too much in a different direction for me personally. Um, and I just I, I couldn't get behind it. Also, um, I really, really, really loved Boyd Holbrook in Logan. He was fucking amazing i he wasn't that great in this movie to me um and i think a lot of that had to do with the writing of the character but also just like i i feel like in that in that character you you wanted um a particular actor um that brings that salt and pepper that kanan uh um so perfectly put you wanted somebody like the rock or dare i say a jason momoa i think would have been um, like a, a kind of a perfect fit um, in that kind of role. Um, I'm not sure Holbrook was was the best guy, but but yeah, mainly it's just the direction that they chose to take the franchise in. Um, I, not only do I not think we're going to get a follow up to this movie, I wouldn't be excited for it because of where they left off, um, which means we're probably going to get a reboot, um, and that reboot probably isn't going to happen for a little while. Um, you know, so they can kind of get all their um, ducks in a row and have enough time that's gone by since uh, 2007's Predators, which was essentially a soft reboot of Arnold Schwarzenegger's 1987 Predator. Uh, so they're going to have to, you know, have a little bit of time uh, in between, you know, uh, t- retelling that same story. Yeah, I uh, weirdly enough. Predator to me was one of those things. I know it's gonna sound weird. It was bad, but that's why I think I enjoyed it so much. Was I think like after the first ten minutes, I was just like, this movie is gonna be like hot garbage. But then I just melted yeah. my brain and I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. I thought the ending of the the suit being able to take on to humans was freaking dope. Um, I was yeah, kind of like, I didn't like yeah. that. I, 
I was like, I kind of would like to see where it goes from there. Like that, that was pretty dope. Like now they could fight back. Um, but I, I understand. But, the, but I, what's not, always I'm not saying it wasn't. See, but that's the bad. thing. I, I'm a huge, huge fan of the original Predator. It's one of my all-time favorite action movies. And part of what makes that movie is it is a sci-fi retelling of the most dangerous game. Um, for those of you don't, who don't know, the most dangerous game. It's uh, you know about a. Uh, a hunter who captures a human and gives the human a head start before he goes off and tries to hunt the human uh, in the woods. So he's obviously got the rifle. The human that he has captured has to try to manufacture some kind of weapons out in the woods, um, but is using its brain uh, or his brain uh, as a way you know, to give him more of an advantage than a wild animal. Um, that's basically what Predator is. And, like, they have taken, like, any element of that out with that suit at the end. Yeah, I don't like it. Now it's, uh, it, it, it strips away anything that makes Predator Predator. Understandable. Like I said, I agree with you. It was a bad movie, but I personally thought it was so bad that I enjoyed it. I know it's weird. It was funny. Anyway. There was a lot um, of good humor in it, so I will oh, give it that. Absolutely. Um, Joel, what is your pick for least favorite movie of the year? Uh, my least favorite movie of the year was something I believe that dropped. Um, what was it? The, I think it was the beginning of this year. Like right, like I think it was New Year's Day. Uh, was it? I think Cloverfield Paradox. You remember everyone? Anybody watch that movie except me? Because I was kind of hyped. Oh, that was and terrible. That was absolutely the most disappointing movie. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I was so excited for it. I like the Cloverfield movies. I love the first one. I love the second one. And the, this one was coming out. They put it on Netflix. It was like same day type of bullshit. And I watched it, and I fell a fucking sleep, and I, I don't regret it. Because, God damn it. That movie was so what the fuck. Like, like I really wanted to like that movie because I, I, they did kind of connect it. But I didn't give a fuck about most of what was going on on that ship. And I, I just, it was the weirdest thing. I was so disappointed on a on a Cloverfield movie and that I was so hyped for. It. And it's just, it just hurt me a little bit because I'm very rarely disappointed by anything. <laughs> like, I'm very easy to please. So when something disappoints me, it leaves a mark. And that one left me alone. I was kind of just like, what the fuck? I really like Cloverfield Paradox. What'd you do to me? Like, why'd I waste all the time watching this? <laughs> it, I was just so, I was just disappointed. That was my, probably the most disappointing movie I've seen in a while. So yeah. And like, like Nick, um, I don't, I actively avoid movies. I kind of feel like I'm not going to like, uh, and then some, I just don't get to. Uh, and then I, I try not, I try to watch what I can, of course, but if I know I'm probably not going to like it or I don't care enough, to watch it, I'll probably avoid it. And it's just those. That, that was something I was looking forward to, and it, you know, it, it definitely left like one of those like, "What the fuck?" <sighs> okay, that that was that. That happened. <sighs> yeah. So there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I completely uh, agree with you. And what made it worse was it had possibly one of the greatest marketing um, of yeah. Netflix history. I mean, it aired yeah. right after the Super Bowl. So it was one of those things where it was like, oh, shoot, I want to go see it. And then it was just like, oh, man, I can't believe right. I just saw that. Uh, right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, so, yeah. Shame so on mad. Uh, but, all right, let's move on. Uh, let's go into – let me see what's next on our list. Let's go into most surprising movie. Kanan, I'm going to start off with you. 
Uh, yeah, um, most surprising movie for me um, is Upgrade. Um, another uh, movie that we got invited to from Blumhouse uh, was a movie that really I had no uh, idea what it was going to really be about going into it and was probably one of the most fun movies I've had. Uh, the most fun I've had at a movie this year. The crowd just loved it. Um, if you haven't seen Upgrade, you've got to see this movie. Uh, directed by Lee Wanell. Uh He's done a lot of movies with James Wan, uh, Saul, stuff like that. Uh, terrific action movie. Uh, really good story. Um, I'd say it's pretty original. One of the more original um, stories you know, out of Hollywood. Uh, so definitely check out Upgrade. Um, uh, it's got Logan Marshall Green. Uh, he was Shocker in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, there's also he seems to be flirting around with Ava DuVernay, possibly playing Mr. Miracle uh, in New Gods. Uh, my runner-up for most surprising movie, uh, no details, just uh, Venom. Uh, really uh, surprised. I really did not have much uh, hope for that film, uh, especially knowing that Spider-Man wasn't going to be part of it at first. Um, so uh, that's my uh, pick for most surprising movie of 2018. Fair enough. Uh, it was a very, very, very good movie. Um, so I, <clears throat> excuse me, I definitely, because I walked into that thinking, as long as you're better than hardcore, uh, hardcore Henry, you're definitely, <laughs> you're good with me. Um, so it definitely, it definitely made sure it was, it was better than that. Um, <laughs> Nick, I'm going to go to you. Uh, what was your, what was it, most surprising movie of the year? Yeah, um, First of all, I, I love how Kanan picked uh, the movie with, uh, like, in his two movies. He picked the Tom Hardy movie, and then he picked the B-list Tom Hardy uh, actor movie. <laughs> like, the, the Tom Hardy, <laughs> not not quite as good version of Tom Hardy. Um, those two should totally play brothers in a movie, by the way, because they do look a lot alike. It's resemblance is striking. Um, but, no, uh, I'm going to go with Solo, A Star Wars Story. And I... I it was kind of a, a, a coin flip between that one and Venom, um, because while I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't think I was going to enjoy Venom as much as I did. I, I didn't necessarily buy into the this movie's going to suck mentality. The critics didn't like it, what have you, simply because I'm like Tom Hardy hadn't let me down yet. Like I'm just I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to think that I'm not going to like it. Um, so I, I I gave that the benefit of the doubt, and and Tom Hardy again has never let me down. Um, but no, with with Solo, a Star Wars movie. I mean, we all know as soon as this movie was announced, you know, fans were no one really needs this movie, and I kind of agreed. I wasn't sold on their choice for Han Solo. Um, it came out, didn't do well at the box office. A lot of fans, you know, just kind of didn't like it. Didn't didn't really tune into it. What have you. Um, well, when I finally got a chance to watch it, I really enjoyed it. Like, I thought it was actually a really fun movie. Um, I actually think Alden uh, Ehrenreich did a reasonably good job, uh, given that he had to play a younger version of one of the most iconic characters ever. Um, Agreed. I, you know, I, I, I thought Donald Glover did a great job as Lando. Um, I, I thought some of the supporting characters... Uh, were really good. Woody Harrelson was was very good in the movie. Um, the Castle Run was super cool. Um, it had enough to to make me enjoy it. And 
probably the biggest reason that I didn't think I was going to like it is I didn't really like Rogue One. Like, I, didn't, I don't hate Rogue One. Um, I just it, – it, it doesn't feel so like boring. a Star Wars movie to me as far as, like, any of the, 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 the storytelling aspects or the pacing um, of the movie. Um, the only reason that it feels like a Star Wars movie is because there's so much Star Wars shit in it. Um, but, like, as far as the storytelling aspect, it was totally different, and it kind of just – it was a little jarring to me. Um, I know why a lot of people do like it. I mean, but it just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but I actually really enjoyed this. It was it was a nice, fun uh, movie. Uh, you know, a, a farcical movie, um, just with with a young Han Solo swashbuckling around the galaxy and us seeing like him kind of become who he's going to be. Did we need it? No. Um, but I was I was very surprised that I wasn't ultimately disappointed in the movie after uh, after viewing it. Fair enough. <clears throat> I think you're not gonna like my pick for the next topic. But um, <laughs> I'm gonna go to you. Uh, what was your most surprising movie of the year? Um. So really quick before I get into the most surprising, I just saw Aquaman last night and I fucking loved it. So yeah. that would definitely be a that would definitely be a runner up. I'm gonna pick Venom as my choice because I had the lowest expectations for this movie. Not because I love Tom Hardy. I have been a Tom Hardy fan since way back, like when Layer he was in cake, Lawless. Dave. When he was in like Lawless, the Dark Knight Rises like, love Tom Hardy, um, but the first trailer to Venom was so disappointing. It completely deflated any sort of excitement I had for the movie, and then there, you know, were even members of our, you know, Geek Vibes team who had said how terrible Venom was, and so I walked into that not expecting to like it at all, and I walked away going, Ooh. I really liked that. I was like, I really liked Venom, I thought Tom Hardy did a good job as Eddie Brock. There were gore in there. I know people are disappointed that it wasn't rated R, but I thought that there was some horror movie aspect to it. Um, I loved the banter between Venom and Eddie. Love that shit. Um, as you guys mentioned earlier, the uh, Lady Venom kiss was great. Uh, I really liked it. I loved um, uh, the villain in it. I thought he was really sharp. I forget his name now. Riz Ahmed, I believe. Yeah, um, that's correct. I thought, yeah. I thought he was really sharp in his role. I really liked him. I wanted to see more about him. Ultimately, my only real critique of the movie, besides you know some questionable CGI, was uh, it was so freaking short. The movie ended, and I was like, that was it? That that was all. We don't have like another half hour at least. I mean, it was like under two hours. I feel like so that was like my only thing. But honestly, I really liked Venom. It was surprising because I walked in thinking, "All right, you know what? I'm just seeing this for Tom Hardy." I ended up really liking the movie, even without Spider-Man in there, even X, Y, and Z. I really liked Venom, so that's going to be my choice for this. Absolutely. Uh, if this taught Sony anything, it's that <clears throat> as long as you cast really well, people will go purely off of that casting. Like, they could care less about what the movie, like, how the movie is. Like, a lot of us was like, this could be bad, but Tom Hardy's usually always good. 
So as long as you just cast really well, you should be good going forward. Um, as Joel, long as you cast your, Tom Hardy. <laughs> as long as you cast Tom Hardy, yeah. Just cast him for everything. Um, or Joel, Jason Momoa, for that matter. Either one of those guys. Um, Joel, what is your most surprising movie of the year? Most surprising movie of the year was also Venom. <laughs> I did not know it was going to be as good as it was for me. I know a lot of people didn't like it, um, but I was completely shocked that it was as good as it was. Um, it was on my my. It was at near the bottom of my least uh, anticipation list because I just didn't know what to expect. It's one of those things I needed to see before I can believe that it was it was anything because. Venom without Spider-Man has always been it's just a weird idea. I was I was totally against it from the beginning, and then I just need as soon as they they casted Tom Hardy though it it kind of changed my mind. I was like, all right, now you have my interest. And the cast turned out to be pretty good cast after all, uh, and they did a pretty good job in the movie too. It's just and look, I went we went to the movies together. I I I liked it. It was fun. I really wish there was blood. I kind of wish it was an R movie, but it worked as a PG thirteen movie. Uh. And I did wish there was Spider-Man, but it was not that bad without. I really enjoyed Tom Hardy's version of Eddie Brock, and his interactions with Venom were absolutely priceless. And it's not you can't always say that about a movie. And so I've been I, I have to say it really surprised me. Did not expect uh, to enjoy Venom as much as I think I did. Yeah, I mean, and they even planted seeds of a world to where. Um, you know, a, a world of Spider-Man. We know Spider-Man uh, worked at the Daily Bugle where Jameson right. was the uh, was the lead there, and we did hear through dialogue yep. that Jameson's son was one of the astronauts. So it, it's That's right. open. That's right. was my it's favorite open. part there of the movie, no honestly. Shut doors. <laughs> yeah, there are no that. shut doors in this universe. It's wide open. Um, so that, yep. was, that was really good to see. But I, I think for all of us, Venom just shocked us. Um, but let's move on. Yeah, it really was uh, shocking. <laughs> Absolutely. Huge shout-out to Sony for shocking, uh, in a good way. Um, all right, let's move on. Let's go most disappointing movie. And, T, I'm actually going to start with you. What was your most disappointing movie of 2018? Oh, okay, going right in there. Now, um, I want to say uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was my most disappointing mm. movie just because I loved the first Jurassic World with Chris Pratt. Um as someone who grew up watching Jurassic Park, watched the first three that came out, loved them. I was excited. The first Jurassic World was amazing. It was nostalgic. It was new. It was everything. Um, And then I went to go see Fallen Kingdom, and it just disappointed the shit out of me. I mean, no amount of Chris Pratt and, you know, Bryce Dallas Howard could save that movie. Even there was... I, I hated the young kids that were in it. They were so annoying. I, I was like, why do we need, you know, I understand you want to try and uh, bring in a younger crowd, maybe, but why do we need these, like, really annoying tweens that are in the film? <laughs> they, they just annoyed the fuck out of me. And, the fact, again, going back to the realism part, and I know it's dinosaurs. I keep, this is going to be my excuse for everything, but an auction what are you going to do when you get the dinosaur? Like, that just didn't make any sense. It was completely unrealistic. They wanted to make it a show. And, oh, look at us. We're so rich that we're having an auction on dinosaurs. I just I couldn't stand it. And I don't like where they're setting up for the third one with the ending of Fallen Kingdom. So 
for me, my most disappointing in 2018 is going to be Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Well, thank you again, Thea, because that is another movie I didn't even remember came out this year. <laughs> I got to go see that movie. Uh, I got to go see that movie. I'll probably watch it tonight. Um, Kanan, I'm going to go to you. Most disappointing movie of the year. Uh, my most disappointing movie of the year is uh, Deadpool 2. Uh, I did not uh-huh. hate Deadpool 2, um, and it's not on my least favorite, but it was disappointing just because I didn't <laughs> feel like it really lived up to the to the, um, to the the first movie. And I feel like Ryan Reynolds said it perfectly in the movie and in the trailer, uh, lazy writing. It just, uh, it just seemed like they tried to cram a lot in, and I know they went bigger budget, but it just didn't have the same feel. And I don't know if maybe that's because of the different director um, or what, but there was a lot of magic with the first movie that I felt like they just didn't capture with this one. And they tried to rely on more sarcasm uh, from Ryan Reynolds. And uh, there were good characters in the movie. Don't get me wrong. Like Juwan said, uh, Zazie Beetz's Domino was one of the bright spots. Uh, the X4 scene w- was pretty good. But I don't know, man. I did not hate Josh Brolin as Cable. Uh, but when you're Thanos... It's it's just it was hard for me to turn my brain off um, for as him being Thanos and Cable, so I I wasn't really impressed with him um, in that regard. That kid man got on my nerves so bad. He was so annoying, man. Uh, <laughs> just you know him trying to kiss ass with Juggernaut, and I like Juggernaut. That was a cool moment um, in the movie, but that kid got on my nerves, and it's like nail on a, uh, on a chalkboard. I uh, just got tired of listening to him talk. Um, but, you know, like I said, it was it was disappointing. It wasn't my least uh, favorite movie. But as far as uh, runner-up, um, Solo, um, a Star Wars story, I just felt like that movie probably would have been really, really good if Ron Howard had been hired to do it at first. Um, I think that them kind of switching directors and him having to pretty much redo the entire movie and then trying to get it rushed, um, to be out to fit the uh, the May release date just really hurt it. Um, if anything, Donald Glover's Lando was the best and most redeeming quality of that movie. Um, he's spot on perfect as uh, as Lando. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my most disappointing movie of 2018. So in addition no. to Jawan hating women, me hating grandmas, uh, we can now add Kanan and Tia uh, hating children. Um, I don't know how we've gotten here, but apparently Dane is the most tolerable person on this fucking show, short of Joel. Fair enough. Yeah, that's the world we live in. By the way, since new listeners, I, I don't hate women. It's a running joke that we have. I, I don't want that to for new <laughs> listeners. Debate. What? He hates yeah, kids. nobody hates kids. And nobody yeah. hates kids, but that kid was annoying. <laughs> I'm serious. That dude got on my nerves so bad. <laughs> no, I can put, uh, he did his job. I think that was his whole purpose. He did his job. No yeah, chat's better, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we expect better from you. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Nick, I'm going to go to you. What was your most disappointing movie of the year? Uh, like all of those very good options. I'm going to go with another movie, um, that like kind of where Kanan is coming from. Like it, I, I didn't dislike it. 
um, it, it, but it just didn't quite hit the mark for me, was Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, and, and by I didn't dislike it, I actually really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a, it's a very well-put-together movie. Um, it takes you from A to Z, um, you know, and, and it's pretty fun throughout the movie. But you guys know how much I love the first Ant-Man movie. I, it's probably still in my top five MCU movies. I love that movie. Um, probably irrationally so. Um, and, it, like, Ant-Man and the Wasp is just, it's, I don't know, like, it, it's, like, better than, like, Thor and Thor 2 and Iron Man 2 and 3. There's maybe the first Captain America for me. I don't even necessarily think that. Like, it's just, it's it's down there with, like, Hulk and all those other, The Incredible Hulk and all those other movies that I mentioned. And I've I've been very clear about this. I don't think the MCU has ever put out a bad movie. Um, some are only okay, and then some are great. Um, but like it, it just it didn't it didn't hit me in the feels that I wanted it to. Um, I thought like the villain was interesting, but like they didn't really explore her that much. Um, I, I kind of found that the whole. Um, the whole like storyline uh, more of like a necessity for the movie than actually interesting, especially after getting Thanos and, and Killmonger. Like, I mean, those are, that's a, that's a really tough two acts to follow. Um, I, and you know what? Like, furthermore, I don't know why they keep insisting on releasing Ant-Man after in- Avengers movies. Like they could have easily released Ant-Man, you know, before the Avengers movie, um, and then, you know, had the kind of the post-credit scene um, that they used in that uh, be the post-credit scene for Avengers, um, so we could still have that, mm. that setup of what's going on there. I think that would have made a lot more sense, like, logistically and tactically. Um, but obviously they wanted that, that, um, that late April, early May release date for Avengers, because that's, that's where they like to release those movies. So, you know, I get that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I just it, it was it was a good movie. It's fine. Um, I, I definitely don't feel like I'm going to rewatch it over and over and over again like I do Ant Man um, because like dude, <laughs> the first Ant Man is just so good. It's 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 amazing. Um, I will say this though, I am cautiously optimistic that I will finally get to see my favorite two comedic characters meet up uh, in uh, the fourth Avengers movie. Um, that being, um, Luis and, uh, Darcy, like, please have them like meet up and like start a relationship. Like, they're like, Oh, you, like, you know, you know, uh, I know Thor. Oh, you know Thor? Like, oh, that's totally cool. Girl, I know Ant-Man. Like, blah, 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 blah. Like, dude, that would be, <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be awesome. Like, I would love to see it. And I would totally watch just a, a sitcom with those two characters, um, sort of living their lives uh, knowing these superhero characters would be amazing. Yeah, knowing that you're a, excuse me, that you're a fan of uh, of the first Ant-Man, I would definitely suggest that when you get a chance, go on YouTube, type in Screen Junkies, uh, Peyton Reed. Uh, they're, you know how they break down trailers? Uh, yeah. I mean, not trailers, uh, movies. Movies, um, yeah. They were breaking it down, but with Peyton Reed. So, like, every time they said something that was, like, mean, Peyton Reed would pause it and go, Hold on, I call bullshit on that. Let me let me say something. <laughs> it was hilarious. Nice. Um, so make sure you nice. watch I'll that. Nice, I'll check that out. Um, Joel, most disappointing movie of the year. 
Well, obviously it was none of those damn good movies. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I will say uh, I, I, I've chosen The Predator. This, this is most disappointing because I probably had more hope in it than I expected. I mean, I I expected a lot more out of that movie, I guess, than most people. <laughs> um, and it just was it just it didn't hit like I wanted it to. I didn't hate the movie for you know because I'm not much of that per, kind of person, but it's just in terms of just just a pure disappointment. It just it that's exactly where I, I fit it. It just did not hit the mark like it should have. It missed on a couple key issues. It just, I don't know. It just, it just didn't do it for me. Um, maybe I gotta watch it again, <laughs> just so I know for sure that's how I feel about it. But it, I don't know. That movie did not work for me like it should have, and uh, it really should have with with this dude um, Shane Black back. You know, like maybe that's why I was more disappointed because Shane Black's back, so I expected more out of it, and I did it to myself. And that's why I was uh, disappointed. I was as disappointed in that as I was in the paradox. That was really disappointing. But this one, <laughs> uh, this one definitely, it should have done. I expected more out of this than I did fucking Cloverfield Paradox. So there you go. Fair enough. All right. So for my pick of most disappointing movie of the year, I'm going Fantastic Beast: The Crimes of Grindelwald. Um, this movie Audible. to me, I was expecting a lot. <laughs> Um, coming really? off of coming off of the first one, I loved the first one. Um, really, I, that was a really, really, really fun movie. Uh, that is a guilty pleasure of mine. Uh, you Look adding in you adding in Jude Law as um, God, I forgot his name. Uh, whatever you adding in uh, Jude Law, I thought <laughs> in every Harry Potter potential Dumb, fan that Dumbledore. we might have gotten from plugging us is now checked out. Dumbledore. My brain. Dumbledore. I'm trying to hurry up so my brain is <laughs> blank. Because it was moving so fast. Anyway, um, yes, uh, bringing in Jude Law's Dumbledore. Um, I thought Jude Law was great. I thought Johnny Depp was great. Um, Nuke, as always, I thought was awesome. I just kind of felt like this movie, this movie to me kind of felt like whatever the movie was right before the first Deathly Hollows. To where I felt like it was only a table setter to whatever the very next movie was. So you spent an entire movie just setting you up for whatever the next movie was. Like, I felt like it didn't just get into the meat and potatoes of its own story, really grow some of these other characters, really grow your villain more, uh, so it sets up the big battle for, for the next movie. Just a lot of things to me kind of fell, uh, fell flat. Um, I was expecting a lot more uh, action, a lot more creatures. I kind of got just a little bit of it. Um, so hopefully yeah. whatever the third one is does a lot better in the aspects of that. But this, to me, was purely a table setter. Um, to which I didn't like. Like, if you're telling me Fantastic Beasts are going to be as many movies as Harry Potter, then, yeah, can you take a few movies off? Sure. But I see this movie being three. I don't see it being any more than that. Um, I'd be happy if it does, but I just don't see it being more than three. Um, so for you to take this movie off just to set up for the third one, is felt was very lazy, and I was very disappointed in that. Um, so that's going to be my most disappointing movie of the year. All right. Um, let us move on to drumroll, please. No, not really. Um, <laughs> favorite casting decision of the year. Um, I'm going to start with you, Nick. Give us your favorite casting decision of the year. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of us are going to have the same pick. I, I like it, just Tom Hardy as 
Eddie Brock. I mean, dude, he just carried that movie. Without Tom Hardy, that movie is garbage. Um, I mean, just, and that's so true for like so many Tom Hardy performances in movies. Like, um, Walk is just him driving in a car for 90 minutes, talking on a phone. Like, that's literally the whole movie. And Tom Hardy, like, makes it a, a good movie. Um, his, uh, his show on uh, FX, I think, I can't remember what it's called. Um, but that show wouldn't be Taboo. anything without Tom Hardy. Taboo. Uh, what's that? What is Taboo. it? Taboo. Taboo, that's Taboo. it. Um, it's 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 like had a extended time off, so I'm like not not fresh on it. Um, but uh, but yeah, you. that show's amazing, and the reason is because of Tom Hardy. Um, and and I felt the same way about this movie. Um, he's just amazing. He like he is probably my favorite actor uh, of of this generation of actors. This like between thirty to forty five year old. Um, that that sort of I guess maybe Xers generation of actors or um, or early millennials, um, like like he's just he's it for me. Like he's the best out there um, in the game today. And uh, I mean he really shows it off uh, in this role. Um, they they really like just just hit a home run by getting him in on this movie uh, and getting him to sign a multi picture deal is huge because. Like, you know, obviously, despite any sort of critical or lack lack thereof of critical acclaim for this movie, um, it did very well in the box office. It's made um, eight and a half times its budget, uh, you know, in the box office, over $850 million worldwide. Like, this movie's definitely going to get a sequel. We're going to get to see uh, Tom Hardy face off against Woody Harrelson. Um, and I, though I agree with Jawan about the post credit scene, it was kind of jarring and like weird. And like the dialogue was kind of not delivered all that great in my opinion. And when he said, like, when he said, like, I'm going to bring carnage, I was like, Oh my God, this reminds me of like fan, fan four stick where at the end, you know, they're like, Oh, I know what we call ourselves fantastic four, you know, that whole bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but but nevertheless, like still, like to think of those two like actors like going against each other on screen, I'm like super excited for the sequel. Um, but yeah, like that that's just bar none. Like easily, this is probably the easiest topic uh, for me to pick. It's definitely Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. Fair enough. Yeah, that's definitely <clears throat> the most important casting <laughs> I'd say in Sony history. Um, yeah. All right, so I, I'm going with um, Wilson Bethel. Um, who played Bullseye in Daredevil. Ooh, um, nice. That was like one of the more best villains I've seen in a superhero show. Because um, we've had millions in the movies, but in the shows, that was one of the most just compelling, gripping. I felt sorry, but then remember he's out here just murdering people. Like, there was just so many conflictions for me with this character. But that goes to how good of a job um, Wilson Bethel did. And it, it completely made me, like, after the news that we weren't getting another Daredevil, it, it really upset me because I'm like, damn, we didn't even get to see Wilson suit up as, as Bullseye. Like, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see more of his Bullseye. I actually left season three uh, favoring Wilson over everybody. Uh, that was my favorite character coming out of season three. 
um, with Wilson Bethel as uh, as Bullseye. I, I thought his performance stood out to me more than anyone else's. Um, we've had two years uh, or two or three years to see Daredevil develop. We've had years to see Kingpin develop, Karen, Foggy. This is our first time seeing Bullseye. And for you to, to kind of conjure up uh, such a really uh, an iconic character to Daredevil and do it so well, like when he was that scene in the office where he's throwing just anything and just hitting uh, Daredevil with it from weird angles, I was just like, you can't get more accurate than that. Like the guy was throwing staplers, <laughs> pencils, and he was just nailing that uh, Daredevil. Um, so that to me was just, it, it stood out. I, I thought he stood out, and he was my favorite casting of the year, Wilson Bethel. You didn't like Bullseye. it at first, right, Juwan? Gave me an angry face when I posted it. I did not. Asshole. Yes, 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 sir. I think that's maybe why it was my decision to pick him is because he completely blew me out of, uh, blew me out as far as um, my opinion on him and, uh, you know, them using the character, kind of how he kind of formed. It was just like once I saw it all play out, I was just like, yeah, no, this this guy's amazing. Been going with Wilson Bethel, who played Bullseye in Daredevil season three. Um, yeah, both he and uh, Agent Nadim. I forget the actor, but um, I think Tia did a, an interview with him. Yes. Yeah, he did uh, Yeah, he was amazing too. Like both of those were like such great additions to the show, and it just Absolutely. makes me so sad that it's not not going anymore. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, man. Fingers crossed. Kevin Feige does something. But, Joel, what was your favorite casting of the year? Favorite casting of the year goes to Jason fucking Momoa, Aquaman himself. Because, God damn it, he really My has changed. The, the, the idea of Aquaman altogether is now <laughs> on his face. Like, no, that's talk about a turnaround. The man, the, the superhero of Aquaman, the character himself was a joke forever, right? Forever, and now I have to. I can sit here and honestly say, no one can going forward. People will imagine Jason Momoa when they hear the word Aquaman, and it's all yeah. because this man pulled it off. I mean, he pulled it. Off. I watched that movie, and he was so badass throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he. He he made Aquaman became him, and he became Aquaman. It was a great melding of of actor and character. Uh, it, it, it he brought the character to life and made him obviously himself. It's not like he's portraying Aquaman different than he actually portrays himself probably in real life. It's not a stretch, but he is so good at being himself as Aquaman. It works on <laughs> and <laughs> it just they changed it. I gotta give Snyder credit for that because he's the one that decided to do that and. What a, that that is a great casting, and the Aquaman movie is um, definitely benefiting from the presence of Jason Momoa. Yeah, and he's taken the mantle away from Will Smith as far as like portraying yourself as the character, being like and making it awesome. Yeah. Like cause Will Smith definitely did that with Deadshot, and now like Momoa is like, oh yeah, hold my beer, dude. Like I, I'm gonna totally upstage you, and he definitely does. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're the creator of Aquaman, you're sitting back like, man, what was that little girl that I created? Like, this is Aquaman. Like, I don't know what that character was I created. This Each is one Aquaman. hates women. <laughs> anyway, um, Kanan, finish this off with uh, favorite uh, casting of the year. 
Uh, well, I'm going to start off with my runner-up. Uh, just an uh, honorable mention goes to uh, Kiernan Shipka, uh, who plays Sabrina on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Um, if you haven't seen that show, watch it. You'll find out why. Uh, but, dude, the the best casting decision of 2018 is Brenton Thwaites as Robin, Dick Grayson. I mean, he just totally uh, is the best part of Titans, and I love everybody that they cast, by the way. But, I mean, he embodies Dick Grayson. This is the – when they cast him, I was very skeptical um, because I hadn't really seen him in a lot, and I saw him in um, – uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, you know, and yeah, you know, but he got in shape. I mean, dude's got the attitude. He he's great. He's phenomenal. Um, he really is. If they're if they really want to make a Nightwing movie, don't just just get Brenton. Please get him because he's he's fantastic. I mean, uh, there were so many people I could have probably pulled from Titans as you know as far as uh, casting, but yeah, Brenton Thwaites, dude. If you if you have not seen Titans, watch it. You'll find out why. He he's amazing. He definitely holds that show together. Yep, I completely yeah. agree. I, yeah. I will say uh, you made a you made a great point, Kanan. That Sabrina show, which thank you for the recommendation, by the way. I love. I loved. I still have to watch the Christmas one that they just released, but I love that show. Definitely a sleeper um, for people who are just like, nah, it's the brain. I'm not going to watch it. Watch it. It's so much fun. Um, but as far yeah, as uh, your pick uh, with Britain, I completely agree with you. Uh, me and Joel actually got to meet him uh, when we were doing the press junket for oh, Titans at right. New York Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Such an awesome guy. Uh, seems very knowledgeable about Robin, and it shows in the show because he just fits it like a glove. Um, but I will say the biggest reason why I support that is the casting of the year. I never thought after Ben I would ever, ever love someone uh, as a superhero as much or more than I do Ben. Britain's getting there. I got to see what he does in season two, but Britain's, Britain's getting there. I think I have him on that thin-ass like Batman level for just – great casting. Like, it, casting that I saw at the beginning, like, why would you do that? And then now that I see him in the suit, see him kicking ass, I'm like, yeah, that's my Robin. That's definitely I don't want to see anyone else's Robin. That That's Robin right there. So I completely agree with her uh, casting of the year. Definitely a slept-on pick uh, if people aren't really paying attention to him uh, and what he's doing with Titans. Um, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, Tia, did I go to you before I move on? Uh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Okay, see, see, see he I'm does glad hate I women. That. I'm glad. <laughs> no, I'm glad I caught that because usually I just move on and then, <laughs> like, I did it to Dane a few weeks ago and he texted me and was like, "Dude, you completely skipped me on the topic." I was like, "Oh shit, that's right. I'm sorry." Sophia, <laughs> um, <laughs> what has been your favorite casting decision of 2018? Well, first of all, I completely agree with you on Wilson Bethel. I loved him because. If you look at his, like, background, it's like, uh, you know, heartthrob type of role. So he completely, like, embodied that role, and you just saw, like, the emotion on his face, everything, and I don't need to keep, you know, going on that. I just, I love your decision there for that. Um, So that kind of opens up the shows as well, now that I want to, like, pick something. Um, And I want to pick this just because I feel like no one really talks about it. I loved uh, Mustafa Shakir in Luke Cage season two as Bushmaster. Um, 
to me, Luke Cage Good season choice. two, fuck yeah, was, great choice. <laughs> it wasn't even about Luke Cage. I couldn't give a shit really about Luke Cage, and that sounds very harsh, <laughs> but it's because Bushmaster's uh, storyline was so compelling. I want to say that he's like the Luke Cage's version of the Punisher. Because once you really found out why he was doing what he was doing, it it just you were like, yeah, fuck Mariah and all of the you know Stokes and shit like that. Kill all of them. I know that sounds terrible, but I was 100% behind Bushmaster. I love his uh, fighting style that they integrated Capoeira into there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just well, like- loved everything about him. I hate it. Like it's. The wounds are still so fresh, but I hate that we are getting all these cancellations because we do not have the chance now to see Mustafa return as John McIver because he completely embodied that role. Season two was his 100%. Um, And I think that it was just an amazing villain that could kind of step into the shoes of uh, Cottonmouth because he was just so amazing. And to have that as well throughout the whole season in season two, I was extremely happy. So I want to give this to Mustafa Shakir. Yeah, absolutely. Great casting. Huge shout out to friend of Deep Vibes Nation, Cheo, um, showrunner of Luke Cage. Uh, that was definitely mm-hmm. a great casting. And like you said, it was one of those things where it was like, he's a villain. I don't like him. Then you see the history of him, then you're kind of like, all right, you know what? Like, this guy kind of doesn't seem that bad. Then when Mariah, like, his entire family at, at like, that restaurant, it was just like, oh. yeah, I really side with this guy now. Like, yeah, go, go yeah. snap her neck. Uh, <laughs> so this is one of He's a bitch. Like, to be able to. <laughs> By the way, which, I'm surprised yeah. that nobody picked Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger. Um, I, I feel like that, like, that's, uh, that's another one of those that's, like, very, very a, a very worthy choice. Worthy choice. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, my original pick when you first sent me the, uh, the the topics, Nick, was Michael B. and Brolin. Uh, it was I had a debate in my head between the two of them, and then I was like, "That's like such obvious choices because of you know how great the movie, you know how great both." Surely the somebody were. else are going to pick those, yeah. Right. I was like, someone else will pick it. So I wanted to uh, dig a little deeper. And honestly, before I said Wilson Bethel, Wilson Bethel is actually the name I just said uh, when I said it. Like, he wasn't originally on my list. The guy I originally had that I was going to say was um, Ocean Master, Patrick Wilson. thought he was fucking phenomenal. Uh, I thought he was definitely a sleeper for me of the year. Um, But then it was one of those things where it was just like, what blew me away? Like, something that I wasn't expecting of an actor that completely blew me away. And that, to me, was Wilson Bethel. Um, it was one of those things where I didn't know him, uh, didn't really think much of him, uh, in a little bit that we did see um, from the trailer or whatever. And when I saw the full season, it was just like, yeah, no, this guy. Like, Michael B., I knew him as a good actor. Brolin, has, you know, we've seen him at Thanos a few times before. It was one of those things that I wanted to go for someone that I had not seen whatsoever and just completely blew me out of the water. So Wilson Bethel is where I ended up. Excuse me. Um, But I completely get where you're coming from, Nick. Those are just like one of those things where it's like, it reminds me of Nick. It's like at the start of every season, like everyone always picks Golden State. It's it's a safe bet. So it's like Michael (laughs) Jordan, Josh Brolin, it's just a safe bet. Like if you don't know who you want, just say those two names and you'll be fine. 
Um, but yep. My my runner up was uh, Brad Pitt as the Vanisher in Deadpool two, best performance of the year. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, very shocking appearance. You could say he gave it. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, nice, great dad joke. Let's go. <laughs> let's go favorite scene. Um, I'm going to start off favorite scene, and I'm going to go with um, – I originally was going to go with something that I think all of us freaking loved. Um, but I'm going to go with Aquaman crashing the war um, on what looks like – I still don't know what the actual creature was, so this is just me guessing, everyone. Um, a kraken. I didn't know if that was a kraken. What the hell that thing was? But that was Isn't so it the Leviathan of the Deep? I feel it's, like they said that. Oh, they did say but that? I could be wrong. I, 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 I could be wrong. That, I, I don't know. I've only seen it once. I thought the Leviathan of the Deep was uh, what he was fighting before getting the, the uniform. Yeah. That's the Karathan. I, I thought There you okay. go. Well, I didn't leave it up to Canyon. Okay. I there you go. Um, yeah, because to me, when the thing started rising, I was just like, what like what do these people have as like a secret weapon? Like this thing looks like it's about to do damage. And then you see Aquaman yeah. on top of it. I was just like, Holy shit, this is about to get crazy. And it just it was it was pretty movie. amazing. I do have to give credit to uh to Joel, um, because he did say way before the movie came out, he was saying, like, I really hope I see like Aquaman riding a seahorse and I remember saying Dude, that is stupid. It's stupid. He should be riding a shark. Aquaman, Momoa's badass. You're not going to see him on a seahorse. That's stupid. If you saw him on a seahorse, I think I only want to ever see him on a seahorse. Like, that looks really badass. That's how badass Momoa is. He makes seahorses look dope. So All I right, well, you need to go to me that. next, then. All right, then go next, then, uh, Nick. What, what was your favorite uh, favorite scene of the year? It's only Aquaman on a fucking seahorse. Like, it was fucking amazing. Like, I fucking loved it. It was like, I, I so, like, just some context. I, I was watching the movie, and, like, with, with my with my really good friend, Rhea, we saw the pre-screening. Uh, um, shout out to Warner Brothers um, for, for uh, you know, getting us in for this pre-screening. Shout out to you, Kane, uh, for all the work you do in making that happen. Uh but, like, yeah, so we're at this pre-screening, and, like, both of us are like, hey, like, it would be, like, how badass would it be, or how funny would it be if if, if he rides a seahorse? And we were like, yeah, it would be pretty funny. Um, and so when, when like, halfway through the movie, or maybe, like, a third of the way through the movie, when the seahorse, like, you first see one, the giant seahorse, you're like, oh, it could happen. It might happen. <laughs> and then when it does happen, and he's wrangling that fucking seahorse with, like, prop like fucking like knees bent with fucking trident like up like oh my god dude I just fucking lost it I like I started laughing so hard but not in like a like a pejorative way just like oh my god they did it they fucking did it and like and, and the best part about it was both me and um uh my friend were like the only two people laughing in the theater like everybody else was like so like into the battle and we were just like laughing like yes they fucking did it he's on a fucking seahorse it was amazing um definitely like uh i i will give i will give uh a a, a nod a runner up nod to 
um, the parachute scene from Deadpool too, because that was amazing too. <laughs> but like by far, my favorite scene of the entire year was Aquaman on a seahorse with his trident, like going into battle, like so fucking great. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. It's like if anyone can make a seahorse look dope, it'd be Jason Momoa, and he just exactly. shows how good of a guy he is by making a seahorse look dope. Um, but that's not surprising because it's just how amazing Jason Momoa is. Um, Joel, uh, what was your season of the year? Well, because it was already mentioned several times now, um, I'm going to use <laughs> a different one. But, yeah, uh, let me just talk about that seahorse moment for a moment. Uh, I, 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 I fucking got exactly what I wanted to see <laughs> from the movie. When as soon as he got on the fucking seahorse, I looked at yeah. Juwan, and he's like, he just looked at me back, and it was just one of those, like, he fucking fucking rode the seahorse just like I wanted. <laughs> and and it's just like, he had to do it. That's the classic him on a seahorse. I mean, it's just it's hysterical. They made it look cool. It was cool, great. So, yes. It, look, I, that movie had so many fucking, I, I said what the fuck at least five times during that movie. Yes. But it was in a good way. It wasn't one of those like, ew, what the fuck? It was like, what the fuck am I watching? This is insane. And yes. that was one of those like awesome what what the fuck moments. I'm like, yes, yes, they fucking did it. But because they, we used that one already and we've talked enough about Aquaman, uh, I wanted to say one of my favorite scenes of the year was fucking Thor crashing Wakanda and looking for Thanos. That was fucking badass. Yeah. When they said that Thor <coughs> had a had a scene in the movie where there was this he was the breakout star of the movie. I'm like, what like what can he do that's gonna be that much better than what he did in Ragnarok? Like, cause Ragnarok was pretty fucking cool. But my God, that scene when he gets there finally with with um, um with the Stormbreaker and he just lands and it's just in pure badassery, this goes ham, and they like, bring me Santa. That was completely one of the coolest moments I've seen all year. And uh, he brings uh, Chris Hemsworth as Thor is one of the one of the better castings ever, in my opinion. Uh, he somehow embodies that character, and that scene definitely embodies that that movie and that moment. And I loved it. It was fucking awesome. And yeah, you know, I would definitely to the Russo brothers, like because they yes. delivered the best version of Thor that we've gotten. And we've gotten a lot of Thor over the course of, yeah. what, six movies or something like that? But, like, they totally balance ev- all of the best aspects of Thor and, like, give it to us all in one movie. And, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'll definitely say that was the biggest pop in the theater opening night when I went with uh, my friend Andrew. It was definitely the biggest pop. That and everyone thinking Stark was going to die. Uh, those are the two large mm-hmm. uh, oh, entire uh, <gasps> movie. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Kanan, what was your favorite scene of the year? Favorite scene of the year? I won't go into a whole lot of detail about it because you've probably all seen it. But it's the helicopter chase scene for Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, one of the yeah. best action scenes I've seen of the year, uh, and just even more. Uh, goes into it knowing that Tom Cruise um did all of his own stunts on it. Um, yeah, I hated crazy. that they kind of I hated that they kind of ruined the twist in the trailers. Um but man, that was a great yeah. scene. Yeah, no, I, I tell you this. I tell you this, God bless whoever the studios are that gets Tom Cruise to sign these waivers <laughs> every time he does this crazy. Uh, <laughs> God bless him. 
Tia, what is your uh, uh, best scene of the year? Listen, I don't even really care if this is cheating or not. I'm going to piggyback on Joelle's. There is no other, like, better scene in 2018 than when Thor comes down into Wakanda. I'm sorry. The way they set that shit up where everything seemed like all hope is lost, Everyone, all the Avengers are just being defeated by Thanos' army, and at the same time, Thor is, like, getting killed by the sun or some shit like that, and you got Peter Dinklage as a <laughs> giant dwarf and shit like that, and Groot growing the stem of Stormbreaker, and then finally, as everything's happening, him coming in, I was in the movie theater, and I was shouting, everyone was shouting, it was the most badass thing there he is with like teenage Groot and rocket looking like the best trio in the motherfucking galaxy and him just like bring me thanos like and you got freaking bruce banner going you guys are all screwed now like i truly believed in that moment that thor was going to defeat fucking thanos like I, it still gives me chills that scene and i'm getting so excited because all i want to do now is watch it again it was the best scene. I saw Avengers Infinity War three times in the theaters, and even on the third time, I was so excited, even knowing it was going to happen. So I'm sorry if that's my pick and it's feeling kind of off of Joelle's, but I cannot pick another scene that's better. Nothing than wrong that. with that, girl. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with being sore, kick some ass. Ain't nothing wrong with that. All right, let's move on to our very last topic. Everyone be mindful of the time, please. Um, we are going into our last category of the night. Favorite show of the year. Kanan, start us off. Oh, man. Uh, that's a – man, you went straight to me. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, uh, <laughs> as far as favorite shows go, there were so many to choose from. Um, Titans and Haunting a Hill House are definitely my runner-ups. But my favorite show of 2018 – uh, was Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, uh, a, a very dark tale um, of Sabrina, just uh, great from start to finish, um, definitely makes you wanting more, and then they dropped the holiday special on us. Uh, man, I cannot say enough about this show. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, if you've not checked it out, uh, give it a watch. Uh, I made a believer out of Jawan. I think if you watch it, you'll love it. But also... Like I said, my runner-ups, Titans, Haunting a Hill House. Do not watch Haunting a Hill House by yourself in the dark. You will piss your pants. It is that scary. Juwan, I don't care what you say. Dude, it's freaky as shit. Um, But, yeah, man. So, like I said, so many great shows to really choose from. Um, 2018 uh, definitely lived up when it came to television shows. But, yeah, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina takes home the top spot. Yeah, I, I'd say that show is definitely scary. I don't think I've cut a light off in my house since, but uh, it's it's definitely uh, something you should watch alone. Um, Tia, what is your favorite show of the year? Um, really quick, this runner I feel like honorable mention, Jack Ryan, was a great show. Ooh, uh, with John yeah, I'm in the middle of really, that. Really mm. liked that. Oh, yeah, no, great show. Can't wait for a second season. I really liked the second season of Sneaky Pete that came out, which is also kind of like a sleeper uh, show. I feel like people don't really, like, know that. I don't hear anything Giovanni about Giovanni Rafisi, baby. <laughs> uh, but I have to pick Daredevil Season 3. I cannot leave this list without saying it. Best 
show of the year, best season of the year, Wilson Bethel, Vincent D'Onofrio, Charlie Cox, Deborah Ann Wool, uh, all of them, all amazing, put out the stops for this freaking season. It was so fucking good. Like, I've seen people say that not only is it the best superhero show, but also just, like, the best writing. Like, it's what you want to see in the show in terms of the storyline, the acting, everything about it. Like, they put everything into this season. It was fucking amazing. So that's going to be my pick. Yeah, absolutely. There's never been a drop-off between season one and season three. So congrats over there with Daredevil. Um, Nick, what is your show of the year? Castlevania. Um it's it, it it's just amazing, man. Like I'm not even like a huge anime fan. Um, I've dabbled. I'm a dabbler. I'm an anime dabbler. Um, but like, dude, this show it, it it's based off of you know the the classic uh, game Castlevania Three: The Curse of Dracula. Um, it takes place uh, in the fourteen late uh, mid fourteen hundreds with Trevor uh, Belmont being your your main protagonist. Um, you have Dracula's son, Alucard, um, and then uh, you have this, this mage, this, uh, this kind of sorceress, um, and, and Sypha, that's her name. Um, and, and these three people have to, like, team up to take down Dracula. And it's just amazing. Like, the first season was so short, and I loved it, but it just, it just left me wanting more. And then this season was eight episodes. Um, it, it, it gave me everything that I wanted. The pacing of it was amazing. They didn't try to stretch things out, and like they, like simply accomplished like a goal within the show, without like dragging everything out, and 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 um, which they very much could have done. Um, but they still left themselves with so much room to operate going forward. It has been renewed for season three. Um, I can't wait to see it. Um, it's it's just it's an amazing, amazing animated television show, and I strongly recommend anybody who's maybe of the age of like thirteen, fourteen, or older um, watch it. It is very graphic, um, even for a cartoon. Like there is a lot of violence. Like literally, there were like at least four or five times in this season where like something happened and I was like, damn, <laughs> like, uh, that's, that's really, really graphic. That's a mortal combat graphic. Um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, I can't like sing its praises enough. Um, definitely check it out. Um, I feel like we don't talk about it enough on this show and hopefully next year I can get all of y'all on board so we can do a, uh, a review of season three because this show is just no. amazing. Yeah, no, I'm down with you. For everyone who does watch Castlevania, though, as freaking amazing as that show is, wait till you see what they have in store for what wasn't it? Um, Devil, what was it? Uh, Devil May Cry. Dante, right? Yeah, Dante, right? Devil May Cry. Yeah, yeah. Dante from Devil May Cry. Yeah, wait till you see Dante. That's gonna freaking be sick. Um, but yeah, or or, you, or if you're Joel Diablo. Diablo. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Joel, what's uh, what's your show of the year? Oh my God, uh, it's, it's already been mentioned, uh, uh, but you know I'm gonna just start rounding out uh, between. I, I was I was tough because I, I want to use shows that I've already finished, obviously. Uh, so I, I, my Philly, I love the Marvel Netflix shows a lot. I've enjoyed uh, the second season of, of Iron Fist and Luke Cage. 
Uh, and I just, uh, but my my thing, uh, Daredevil season three is my show of the year so far. Uh, not, not that there's much year left, <laughs> but Daredevil season three will definitely put the nail in the coffin. That show was fantastic, uh, very well written, very well acted. Uh, and very big travesty that we will not be getting more of it, and it, it's just it's just bullshit. And I know it's it's business; it's more of a business than anything else. But still, I want more Daredevil, and I I, I damn god damn it, it's not right that we're not getting more of it. Uh, but who knows? We'll see what happens in two years when things start to loosen up. But as of right now, we're gonna be I mean, we're just gonna have to live off Punisher and Jessica Jones. Uh, next year, but Daredevil Season 3 was definitely my winner for the year. I really enjoyed Titans this year. I, I, I couldn't put it on the list because I didn't finish it until really last night, And but I, overall I know a lot of people were bitching about the ending of Titans, but I really enjoyed the ending and the surprise at the end of the credits was <laughs> yesterday's episode was like, holy shit, I didn't see that coming at all. That was pretty cool. <clears throat> but Titans overall got better. Uh, it kind of started off a little shaky. Uh, they, it seems like they were kind of finding their footing. And then middle, like towards the middle, you can see it strengthening, strengthening, strengthening. I think the last couple of episodes are just wonderful, and I just uh, I want to give it. It's my runner-up, but I think Daredevil season three is my uh, favorite show of the year. And shout out to yeah. Legion. Uh, I just want to say that real quick. Not going to go into it, but that Legion Mental season fuck. two is just as good as season <laughs> one. It's fucking great. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I was I was actually just gonna lead into that saying I was surprised you didn't take it over Castlevania, but Legion definitely is is definitely on on the list. Castlevania is so fucking year. amazing, dude. It's so good. I agree, man. I'm in the, I'm in the middle of that. I haven't finished it. Um, Kanan, as much as I wanted to go with you on Sabrina, because I do think that that is my number two favorite show of the show. year. Like I'm it. gonna have to go Titan. Mainly because one, I'm biased since we kind of met everyone, and two, because um, I wasn't expecting it. I was not expecting it to be good. It comes from the same wheelhouse as Arrow slash Supergirl and Legends. Um, and the reason why I I wasn't expecting much going into it was because there's so many glaring issues I have with the CW universe. Mainly because I never know if I'm watching superheroes or Gilmore Girls. Like it just it's 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 so like nerve wracking with like the the love stories and how much they harp on and how much they're dependent and no one actually just uses their powers. Like it just, it drove me crazy. But Titans was just like no 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 we don't play those kitty games. This is big boy town over here. And then you see Robin just bashing faces and cursing all the time. There's a scene where two superheroes are completely naked. Like, it, it gets insane. It's trippy. Um, but it was a very well-written uh, sh- uh, show. Great acting. Um, I was really surprised by Raven. That was the biggest question mark I had heading into the season, how well she would be, mainly because I had never seen anything <laughs> of her. I think she was in, like, one thing before this show. Um, but Britain is definitely, hands down, uh, the breakout star of season one. Uh, obviously the best character of season one, um, but it sprinkles so many different things in. You you see Batman, you get mentions of Wonder Woman, um, you know, you see Wonder Girl, uh, you have that huge surprise ending that I won't spoil, um, that definitely body shames, like, God, no no human looks like that, Jesus. Anyway, um, I'm going Titan, great show, that's my, uh, that's my pick for show of the year. I want to thank 
Nick, Tia, Kanan, and Joel. Um, and huge shout out to Dane who couldn't be on the show, but we'll be giving his picks on Geek Vibes Live. Um, so make sure you guys tune in to that. Um, but huge shout out to you guys, and we will see you, Geek Vibes Nation, on the other side of 2018. In 2019, we will be giving you a whole lot more and even more than that. <laughs> so shout out to you guys, and thank you guys for a great 2018. Peace. 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 Kanan doesn't do the peace. No, not at all. He's never done the peace.